Real is what you feel, feelings aren't real. Put your mind down, it's your back, spin the wheel. Real is what you feel, feelings aren't real. Put your mind down, it's your back, spin the wheel. Real is what you feel, feelings aren't real. Put your mind down, it's your back, spin the wheel. Real is what you feel, feelings aren't real. Put your mind down, it's your back, spin the wheel. Guess who's back? Back again. Back to entertain all your ear holes and to tell you what's been going on with his life. Give it up for one thing only. Rue, why don't you tell them what their girl's been missing? The realness. The, the I'm just play this song the whole time. Like on a loop. <laughs> and they keep waiting for you. Uh, Tainer the Latte Boy, what a, uh, uh, I would say, well, I would say sight for sore eyes, but I'm the only one that can see you. Yes, yes. How are you? I'm doing okay. We we just had an epic, Girl. we would have both been saved, much like last week, uh-huh. with the lip sync for your life you and I just did to a Whitney Houston classic, I Have Nothing. I can't help but think Rue would have, Shantae, you both stay. Now that's what you call a lip sync for your life. For the ladies in the back. For the ladies in the back. That's now, a couple of things. It. Yes, go ahead. Much Whitney sure. Houston fashion. Yeah. At one point, I grabbed a handkerchief and wiped my head like she used to have mm-hmm. her flop sweats. Yeah. And I also took medication in the middle of the song. And you almost died in the bathtub. <coughs> Yeah, well, that's yes, that's that's every day, that's every day. So I did though. I couldn't look at you. I only occasionally yeah. would look up. Men usually have that response. <laughs> no, I was. I would look up to make sure you were still lip syncing because that's my fear is that I'll look up and you'll just be staring at me, and then I will feel the fool. Oh, no. But I can never. Like, I feel like there are two songs I can never not lip sync to. That's one of them. Do you have okay. another one? I, I know what mine is, but do you have another one? I have. Uh, I have several. The first one that comes to mind is Express Yourself by Madonna. Oh, you have to lip sync? I don't have to. I have to. I used to have to do the entire dance from the Blonde Ambition Tour. You know I used to know that entire thing, including the whole thing with the jacket where she would pull off the jacket and everything. I don't know what you're talking about. I did that at a graduation party back in high school. That was pretty much – I love this song. That was pretty much the moment everybody knew I was a big old homo. And the purse out of your mouth? Yep. Yes. You believe in love? I sure do, Madonna. Because I got something to say about it. Oh, what is that? It goes something like this. Like okay, this. go ahead. Evan should listen to this song. He can't even finish a sentence. Okay, so that's one of the songs. What's another one of your songs? We should ju- we should just do where you just play songs and I lip sync and nobody can hear me the whole time. I'm just <laughs> moving my mouth. Or... <laughs> well, people don't know this. On RuPaul Radio, that's all it is. They didn't know that. But that the, when I'm playing music, you're lip sync. You're on the video lip syncing the whole time. Oh, yeah. No, totally. They've totally. just never known that at all. At all. So anyway, uh, uh, okay. So what's what's your song? song? Oh, well, I only really – unless I think about it, the only one uh, that I can think of that I – I mean, literally, if it's on, I don't care where it's – uh, where I am, I have to um, 
lip sync to this song. I could be in the fucking my grandmother's funeral, which would be really creepy if this was the song my grandma's <laughs> funeral. But if it, it's it's this song uh, right here, it's, it's it comes right in. You're gonna see me lip sync right away. Okay. You know what we're gonna do? Why don't I jump to the end? Yeah, because it's the end that you wanna do. Yeah, you have to hit the big kick at the end. Right now, ladies and gentlemen. Miss Batance taking wow. us to church. Yes. I, I love that as she hit the beginning at the end, you moved Sorry. the microphone out of the way because you didn't want to blow it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to hurt everybody's, I didn't want to hurt everybody's ears in the chat room. When I, went for that, when I went for that, no, I didn't want to hurt their ears. So well, you didn't, want, you didn't want everybody to suddenly throw their earbuds down. Yeah. I, have to, I totally understand. Yeah, I have to. I have to oh, do that. Well, we'll revisit this from time to time. But Table the Latte Boy, why don't we do this? Why don't you give everybody... <laughs> Uh, an update on on your condition. Now I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, I want everyone to know this. I've been one. Not only have I been made aware, uh, you know, I've, I've been kept uh, up to date with your progress, but also whatever you have, I will get the next day because I'm a hypochondriac. So while you start yes. this, I will be here when you start, and then I'm going to go get water. Okay. okay. And then I'm going to come back because what will happen is that tomorrow night I will then have gallstones. You know, I don't know if you know this. Since this has happened, I've gotten an ultrasound <laughs> to make sure I don't have gallstones. I or, shouldn't laugh, but now I. Okay. And, and to make sure that my liver, I've gotten a whole blid liver, liver panel. You'll hear this on Catching Up when you catch up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's why. I don't need to be at the hospital tonight, so I will come back and I'll hear it. But I, I, at this point, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break. But go ahead, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it to Taylor, and I'm gonna go on mute and get some water and whatnot. Are you, are you ready, Taylor? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, go ahead. Okay, so I will give you all those of you that listen to Pod as my co-pilot are already kind of aware of this, and I'm gonna kind of do a rehash of what I talked about on Pod as my co-pilot. But uh, back in April. I had uh, developed a gallstone attack the morning after Easter, so Easter Monday morning, very, very early. Went to the hospital. They told me that uh, I'd had a gallbladder attack. They said my gallbladder was not in very good shape, and as a result, I needed to probably just have it removed. So I said I would. I, I agreed to it. Um, over the course of a week, they did a bunch of tests on me. Um, and during those tests to make sure that the gallbladder was in fact not a viable organ anymore, um, I was awoken one morning by my surgeon 
And he said to me, you know, I looked at you, I looked at your gallbladder. You're definitely a candidate for gallbladder removal. However, there is something else. Uh, we found a couple of masses on your liver. We're not sure what they are. We think there's a very good possibility that they are, in fact, uh, some sort of tumor. And as such, we would recommend that you have them removed and you have them removed by having a section of your liver removed. Um, So they said it was it was called a liver resectioning and they were also going to do a biopsy to make sure the rest of my liver was okay. So I agreed to all of this completely freaking out. But again, over the course of the week, I had three surgeries at once, and that's part of the reason why I was very ill back in early April when the season 10 started. Um, so after the surgery where the gallbladder was, I developed what they refer to as a seroma. This part gets gross, but the seroma is a pocket of fluid that forms kind of to protect the body when there was something there before that's no longer there. The way I've been describing it to friends is it's kind of like your body builds a shock absorber and, Mine got very, very uncomfortable, but I talked to my surgeon and my surgeon said that usually they're very natural. Um, They go away after a while. It's your body's way of just kind of coping with the loss. And uh, unless it becomes infected, we're not going to worry about it. So mine became infected and not only did it become infected, but it kind of burst through the, uh, the surgery site. I'm not even, girl, I'm not even to, Joe is back, everybody. I'm not even to this month. I'm still talking about last month. But so for most of the month of April, including tonight, actually, it happened tonight, I've had to do wound care where my husband has had to pack the area with a gauze tape as the uh, wound slowly heals over time. And I was on all sorts of antibiotics and that kind of stuff. Well, can I ask a question really quickly? Yeah. I've been dying to ask this question. I'm glad everyone's here to hear this question. I'm not a doctor, but do you think Mm -hmm. perhaps that your wound hasn't healed because Babalu has been constantly fucking the wound? That's that. Well, that that's a factor. Okay. That's definitely a factor in it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Continue on. Yeah. But you would think that it would actually heal better because his seed is so strong. Mm-hmm. So you know, once 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 that is planted, you would think that the body would just absorb. You know, his his so. strength, his his manliness, yeah. his virility. This is the point um, of being on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, <clears throat> Where was I? Okay, so over the course of the month, you would think I would be getting stronger, but I was actually getting weaker. Um, I became very zombie-like, had no energy. You know, the, the the one or two episodes I was on, you could definitely hear it in my voice. And uh, I was just not in a good place. I started to get to where I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat solid food. So I was on things like Jello and broth and stuff like that. Smoothies got to where there eventually I couldn't eat that. And then the last straw was I couldn't keep water down. So we went back to the emergency room, came to find out that uh, I had my liver uh, surgery had abscessed and my body was full of more infection. So that involved getting a draining uh, tube placed in my stomach and pulling out all of this really gross gunk. In the middle of all of this, I finally got my lab results back from the surgeon from the surgery about my liver. And uh, they said that they feel like they got everything. However, I have been diagnosed with something called hypercellular carcinoma, which is a form of liver cancer. Um, It is very treatable to a degree. Uh, They feel pretty confident that they got 
all of it out during the surgery. However, there is a 30 to 40% uh, chance that I will develop it again. And what, excuse me, what they will have to do is they will just have to keep cutting away pieces of my liver um, as this thing develops until it gets to a point in which they don't feel comfortable doing that anymore, in which case then I will become a candidate for a liver transplant. That is something that we're not looking at at this time. We're, we're at this point, I'm focused on the more positive aspect of it that they think they got rid of all of it. I am working with an oncologist and, uh, and the hope is that once I am off of all of these antibiotics to make sure all of the infection is out of here, they will do some tests and make sure that the cancer is gone, in which case then I will probably go on some sort of maintenance program where I just go in every six months and have a PET scan done and then they'll, or six months, year, three months, I don't know, whatever it is. And uh, they will make sure that I remain cancer-free. Um, I feel like there was something I was getting ready to say and I forgot it that fast. But that that's the gist of it at this point is that I am, uh, I have been told that I have liver cancer. So uh, as a result, uh, I, I'm getting back on my feet. Joe has been wonderful through this whole process. Evan has been wonderful to keeping my seat eh. warm for me. Who's Evan? Is that what you just said? And I went, eh. Eh. Um, I don't think wonderful. Well, Evan's been adequate. How about that? Hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, so, so yeah, so I'm just kind of at a place where I'm, I'm, I'm getting back on my feet. And the hope is, Joe and I were just talking, that I will come back for at least one episode before the end of the season. Um, but uh, at this point I am just going to help out occasionally with surprise appearances for the, for the Patreon folks and um, just kind of j- just, j- just love you all from afar. How about that? Well, look, as we all know, the only people that really matter are the Patreon supporters. They're the only <laughs> ones that matter. I don't care about these other people. And uh, yeah, so that's uh that is a good one. Now, you know, to, 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 that's an awkward transition to make. So here's the next transition. Okay. Can you think of another song that you – that's a good way to transition out of that. How do you go from like, anyway, wow, you have liver cancer. What did you think of what uh, um, Chester C. was wearing when he was – you know, like, how do you get, go into that? So what's another song that you like – what do you want to lip sync here? It's not so much it, – it's, it's, I kind of lip sync it, but I sort of whisper sing it. Yeah. And it always seems to play in the supermarket when I'm in there. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of have a little swing in my step when mm-hmm. I am playing it or when they're playing it. And how about if I text it to you okay, text rather than tell okay. everybody? Yeah, sure. So Because it's sure. an odd one. It's actually not by a female artist. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. But it's one of those songs that when – I hear it. It instantly makes me happy. It's one of those that you almost can't be happy Is it when you don't hurt hear it. By Johnny Cash. Yeah, absolutely. And it's I, I play the video of Kermit the Frog that somebody made where that's overlaying in it, where it looks like Kermit's doing heroin and stuff. All right, right here on RuPaul Radio, uh, Taylor Lante Boy's going to do a lip sync for her life. Uh, right here to the song. You know it from the police. I know this thing. No, it's the police. I know, but I'm making a joke. RuPaul Radio.
Okay, so that was a nice little break there. Yes. J. Thomas Plank just said that we have to use our imaginations. It, it's the theater of the mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, well, you, you're, you you're imagining me on the stage lip syncing to every little thing she does is magic. Luke, you, you kind of wish I was a live stream. Right now, I was actually doing magic. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I felt that I was worried. How many things did you do? Like four. Oh, my God. I only saw the last one. <laughs> Yeah, I was doing like magic tricks while we were doing everyone, every little thing she does is magic. I had my head down. I was I was bebopping and I look up and I suddenly saw cards and I'm like, oh God, has he been doing card tricks this whole time? Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I only saw the one, but 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 I was I was impressed with it. Thank you. So, um, so anyway, uh, okay, so now let's actually get into, I mean, this is Rulaska thoughts. We don't talk about yeah. illness on Rulaska thoughts. We talk about RuPaul's drag because I was thinking... You know, we could talk about the episode. Do you have a lot to say about this episode in particular? But what I was thinking, if you do, we can. But I was thinking, you know, you you haven't been here for much of the season. We could do almost like a season-wide uh, recap of the episode. But what, how do you choose to do this? This is this is your Rulaska thought. I'm, da- I'm down do for whatever. I mean, we could definitely talk a little bit about the episode last night. Sure. I have very strong, probably oppositional feelings about YouTube celebrities. So I was not looking forward to last night's episode. I was pleasantly surprised. I personally cannot stand Tyler Oakley. I There's something stand about him. him it's like that. Uh. I I don't get it. I don't get the. I I, I oh, no. I do get it because he's cute. Oh, he That's, is. I don't think so. But okay, he's not somebody that I would think is cute. But he is somebody that I think a large population, large uh, members. Large members, uh, a large portion of the LG of the gay population, gay male population, probably find him very charming because he's very cute and he's he's harmless. Sure. So he's he's very twinky, and I think that if he did not look like that, he would not have the following that he does. Mm-hmm. So that's there's a bunch of them like that that I just am like whatever. So he was not he was not as grating last night as I expected him to be. Uh. And a lot of the other ones I didn't I, – I've heard of Frankie Grande um, and I've heard of Kingsley, but the other ones I had no idea who they were. What? I said I have no idea who they were. When oh. you and I talk at the same time, you mute out on me. I don't know if that's I know. That's, I know. I know it's a thing. It happens. I get – Okay. I get uh, – I duck out. Anyway, I was, I was making a joke. I go, isn't that what you get at Starbucks? That's an Ariana Grande joke. Oh, yeah. Also, the no. Ariana Grande is a font. Yes, I knew she was a font, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, I, I guess, yes. I, well, you would get a Grande Ariana. You wouldn't get an Ariana Grande. True. Unless you were, spe- unless you were speaking in Espanol, because then the Grande would go on at the end. Now, let's actually walk through the episode. <laughs> okay. And let's actually talk. So in the first act, what we do is we see Aquaria is rather upset because now there's still going to be a top six. She was anticipating a top five. And right. she kind of has a few words with Asia O'Hara. What were, what were your thoughts on that first segment there, Tate of the Latte Boy? Well, my first thought my first thought was that just shows a lack of maturity on her mm-hmm. part. Sure. That, you know, we, we, we want what we want and we're not getting it. So we're going to throw a small tantrum. And mm-hmm. I, I also know that it was... I know this sounds weird, but it was probably heartfelt and that she was definitely feeling it in the moment and wasn't realizing what she said mm-hmm. years ago. I, I, it kind of reminded me of years ago. I was uh, 
in a department at work that they separated us into two groups. And I really wanted to be in group A and they moved me to group B. Mm-hmm. And my supervisor at the time came back to the room that many of us were talking to because it was a bunch of counselors. So we allowed to process our feelings. And I lashed out and said some really shitty things mm-hmm. to my supervisor, who I considered to be my friend at the time. Mm-hmm. And then much like um, Aquaria, mm-hmm. I kind of had to go back and say, you know, I said some really lousy things. I said some really, uh, the word I remember using was some unprofessional things, to which my boss's response was, yes, you're right. You did say some unprofessional things, but I get why you said them in the moment. You're wrong, but this is why I get why you said them in the moment. Yeah. So it, it, I, it, yeah, I, I, I get when you feel like you're that close and when you are 21 and kind of the toast of New York club life. You just think, well, you everybody is here. I just have to pick you all off one at a time. My job just doubled in many ways. So I, I would be frustrated with that. That was my first thought. My second thought was, and I haven't listened to the last night's episode of Recap, but I know that you always or used to, for me, would pick a quote. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that the quote you picked was Asia in the confessional talking about Aquaria yeah. and then when Evan started talking again, you played part two where she went, hold on, I'm not finished and finished the thought. No, I did not. You know, what's it's sad about um, last night's show. There were a lot, I call them quote zeros. Right? Yeah. Because that's the, that's the number that we have is zero. And there were a lot of them, but unfortunately the one that I went with was this one. There were a lot to choose from. Yeah. But I, I, I Almost texted you. Oh, here's one. Here it is. I almost texted you and said, you have to do this one for Evan. Oh, really? Especially because they would be so perfect because there was the continuation of the hold on a minute, I'm not finished, and then keep going. This is it. So here we go. Hey, Mm -hmm. I'm a woman, baby. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Can we talk about RuPaul last night? No, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. We're going to go okay. segment by segment in this episode. So that was those are all your takes on that first segment. I want to I want to yes. come back at you with something. And I think you sort of addressed this. Don't you think that they're I mean, by the when they're filming this segment, they have been in their fucking heels and everything <laughs> like that for, you know, 14 hours that day. They're fucking just tired. They just want to go home, but they have to film one more thing before they can get in the van and go home. Mm-hmm. And it's one of these things. There's that, but also in the competition on the as a whole, it's you're like when you do a double chante, it's a queer relation. Ugh, I'm now a whole episode behind going home. You know, I'm here in this competition for another episode. I my thought is, and they they used to do this on. I think it was Project Runway. Where if there was a double save, they would do a double elimination the next week. Okay. Well, they've done that before. Uh, that's not going to happen this season. Okay. I'm not saying it's happening this season. But when they've done double eliminations, it's not because the week before, to the best of my recollection, mm-hmm. it's not because they did a double save the other week. It's because both Lip Sync for Your Lives were subpar. Yeah. So, so I, I would not be surprised if that becomes something that – they, I think that would be a good rule to implement. Like, you know, okay, I saved two of you this week. That means there's, you know, two of you are going home next week. They've done that before. They've done that before. I think in this one, it was built in with the episode numbers and whatnot. They wanted to deliver 14 episodes, not 13 episodes. Mm. 
but not necessarily have another queen. Okay, so that was that first segment. Then we come back, and when we come back, yes, Aquaria apologizes, but then we have the mini challenge, which was a fake commercial for a new fragrance called Trade, and um, the girls had to don their best uh, quick butch drag and promote this this uh, this fragrance called Trade. What were your thoughts on that, Taylor? Of the it was funny. I thought there were parts of it that were funny. Some of it was not, but I mean... I thought I thought some did better than others. I thought Cameron, but Cameron kind of looks the part, you know, as far as with the with the construction worker and all that kind of stuff. And I I thought that Eureka did a good job in that I live in I know Florida kind of isn't considered the South, but I've had to drive through the South to get home before. Mm-hmm. I've seen BJ in various Circle K's and Arby's along I ninety five or Let's Zaxby's chicken. I kind of look yeah. at BJ right now with my crazy hair that's not cut yet. <laughs> Yes, we we were we were making uh, jokes about Joe's Joe's need for a haircut. Yeah. So also with your hair longer, and I'm going to say something that's probably you probably know but don't want to hear publicly. You've got some very visible gray in there. Oh well, yeah. So it's funny because there's no the, the gray has nothing to do with the hair longer. The gray has to do with product. I don't know what it is. When I have product, the gray vanishes. Okay. But when I don't use product, you can see the gray. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like little so, strings here and there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no so, product. You see the gray product. Gray vanishes. I'm going to quickly say the joke that I said to you and mm-hmm. see if any of our young listeners get it. Yeah, sure. Okay. So Joe has very curly hair right now. He's definitely got some 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 curls going on. Mm-hmm. And he said he's something along the lines that he had been very busy today. And I asked him, was he, was he too busy harassing Les Nessman in the newsroom? Who can get that reference? Without Googling it. Well, look. I know we have some some listeners that are our age, but I'm just curious if anybody gets that reference. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, let's keep going while we wait for people to get that reference. Okay. But, um, uh, and, that, and, it, and to be honest with you, the theme song is uh, appropriate uh, for you. Don't you think? How the theme song to the show, uh-huh. to the show I did the, the show I just joked about. Because mm-hmm. why? <laughs> You're feverishly looking it up. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Wait, has anyone guessed it in the uh, in the chat room yet? No, nobody's guessed it. Thomas Plank said, "Is it Mary Tyler Moore?" Which I said newsroom, so I and and Thomas Plank knows I'm old, so he I can see where he would put those two together. Well, here's the name oh, of the show. He just right? got it. He who just did? got it. Oh, who did? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati WKRP. Another weird little tidbit here before we continue with the song. When I had the theme song to Catching Up, when I had it written by mm-hmm. the guy who writes the songs, I said uh, I wanted to sound like the way a theme song would sound in like a 70s radio morning show, and I sent him this song as a reference point. Got kind of tired of packing and unpacking. Town to town, up and down the dial. Maybe you and me were never 
once in a while. It's the full song. It's the full song, but anyone who wants to hear just a little bit of it, here's the theme song to Catching Up. Boys and girls, they start the show. Let's catch up with Mike and Joe. Mike's in Oakland, Joe's in L.A. There's nothing left to say. So anyway, uh, that's another song I have to lip sync to every time I hear it. Oh, really? Your theme song. So do, I. do you know another? You know another song that actually Thomas brought it up that I that I always lip sync to. Actually, I usually sing it. The Mary Tyler Moore theme. Do you have that? The Mary Tyler Moore theme. What is it called though? Uh, Love is all around. Oh, what fuck? How do you know that? Because Mary Tyler Moore is one of the, one of the best shows ever created. Do you know who sang it? Oh shit! Um, let's try this one. I don't know. If this is it, but let's see. That's this. Well, yeah, that sounds like a version of it, but uh, yeah, not, this is not it. Okay, let's get the original then. Let's get the. We can get. The, okay, you can get anything you want on YouTube. Okay. Now it also the the, the lyrics change for the Mary Tyler Moore Show, depending on what season it is. Same thing with Alice. Yeah, Alice did this. Alice is another great theme song. I don't think I know the words to it. I just know that there's a new girl in town. Uh. Who can turn the world on with her smile? This is a theme song. Who can take a nothing day and suddenly make it all seem at the end no meow but that's okay no meow anyway what's uh let's see what i'm saying in the chat room oh i can't oh yeah with alice we'll 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 come back from time to time this can't be the whole um the whole thing here but next uh it can be if i want it to be it it sure can do you want to hear the theme from from alice and and, and here's the deal like there's certain ones that i know very well um because you know there's different seasons you know and every season they had a different one here's the original i believe this is the opening from season one here's the opening credits from Alice, season one. Here we go. I don't care. Give me the dates it aired. All right. <clears throat> Slower than, than the later ones. Early to rise. <laughs> Early to bed. And in between, I cooked and cleaned and went out of my head. I have said before, he's watching the reruns. Going through life with blinders on, it's tough. That I had a crush on her son. I had to get kid. up, get out from under, and look for me. There's a new girl in town, and she's looking good. There's a fresh, freckled face in the neighborhood. There's a new girl in town with a brand new style. She was just passing through. She's gone. 
Yeah, I had a, a, a crush on uh, uh, the McKeon kid, whatever his name Thomas is. Thomas McKeon? Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, we can get back to the show. Yeah, we can get, get back, back to, to the, the show. Let's get back to the, the show. show. Even though I thought of like five other shows, but we'll talk oh, about what, what other later. shows. What did you think of? So we can just put in the list. Well, the one of the be- one day at a time. If you're going for like the CBS block of comedies, one day at a time was always. Okay, one we're not going to play it now. But and I love Gloria Estefan's new version of it for the Netflix show too. Uh. Anyway, okay. So then we see the mini <laughs> challenge. Then the maxi challenge. Uh, let's just. Could we? I think we could do this all in one segment. Is RuPaul okay. brings in the YouTube stars. Right, the mm-hmm. social media influencers. Uh, Eureka assigns them, but of course assigns the black girl to Aquaria, which, as I said in the show, is like, why do they make a big deal about that? But doesn't make a big deal that she assigned the whitest person ever to Monet, you know, or okay. another white girl to Asia. But they don't make a big deal about that. They don't care because it's it's a white man's world. Anyway, <laughs> um, so it's like, oh my god, the most horrible thing is Aquaria has to do makeup for a black person. But oh, anyway, no. um. So that happens, and then the workroom, to be honest with you, between that and all the way up until the runway walks, like, not a whole lot happens. A lot of, like, flouncing around in heels, uh, Cracker doing her thing, and then we, but let's talk about, we'll get to, let's talk about that, everything but RuPaul and the table visits. Just, right now, just talk about the contestants and their counterparts, and then we, you obviously will have, you have thoughts on RuPaul and the table visits, and we'll get to that. Okay, as far as as far as them all meeting all of their people, meeting all of their YouTube celebrities, I thought that there were definitely some clear connections. You've got Eureka and Frankie Grande, um, Asia, and who was Asia assigned to? Asia was assigned uh, to Raymond Braun. I don't know who that is. Raymond, was oh, that the really cute? No, that's not the really cute one. Anthony Padilla is the really cute one in my book, and he was with uh, Cameron. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that was because Eureka made the joke that the, I want to watch that video. Um, I, I thought they, they all seemed – the ones that were shy were kind of painful to watch. Cameron and Anthony seemed where they just – it was funny with Cameron and Cracker – the immediate change on their faces when they realized that they were dealing with straight men versus the other ones that had gay men Mm -hmm. that there seemed to be where Cameron in particular, especially because she talked about being, you know, uncomfortable. She seemed almost crestfallen at one point Mm -hmm. where she seemed very like, Oh shit. Like, you know, like, like we've just added a layer of emotional distress to an already stressful situation. Now, J. Thomas Plank in the chat room, who I should tell you right now, I was on Sirius XM Radio today, as I am every Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on 101 Larry Flick, uh, on Channel 105. And, by the way, big news today. Uh, Larry's invited uh, Evan on the show the day when he's out here in Los Angeles. So oh. It'll be... I'm gonna look. Larry's gonna go so regret it the second this <laughs> Evan goes on there, and he, he can't finish a fucking goddamn sentence. Ugh, it's gonna be awful. We have to go to commercial before he finishes the sentence. Anyway, is he still doing that? It depends. I don't know. And th- right now, the whole I, thing is he has like these like pre-written jokes that he comes uh, with, and it's just like I don't know. I think he got triggered by Jay Ellis's appearance. And, oh, we're, we're feeling skittish. Yeah, I think he's feeling he's feeling skittish. Even though, to be honest with you, at the whole look, we're getting off on a tangent. Okay, okay, this is okay. form decor for Alaska thoughts, not uh, Alaska thoughts. Okay. So anyway, um, 
But it, it, but there were three of the. We have five people on the panel, including Larry and his producer. <coughs> Excuse me, and uh, three of them were gone today. So oh, I'm sorry. There's six people on the panel. Three of them were gone. So it's just myself, Larry, and Michael Pagnotta. So we had a lot of time to kill today, especially with this episode. So I, I started talking about tom, uh, topics that came up in the chat room. One of them was brought up by J. Thomas Plank uh, Taylor. And mm-hmm. he brought up the fact, and this was a big discussion on Sirius XM Radio today, Thomas. And, and I, gave, I didn't give you credit by name, but I, I, I credited that you, you brought it up in the chat room. And uh, that, why did you feel about Cameron Michaels uh, sort of saying that he's afraid of straight people? What were my thoughts on it? Yeah, do you have any thoughts on that? I didn't get str- I didn't get scared. I got uncomfortable. With I got people? that there's the, the which which there is a difference, you know. Um, I'm trying to now I'm trying to make up a joke about something that I'm not scared of, but I'm uncomfortable around. But I, as somebody who I, I have certain categories of straight men that make me uncomfortable. But I don't know that I'm necessarily scared of them. It's just somebody that if I'm walking someplace and I see that's kind of I'm going into the belly of the beast sort of thing, I think oh, I'll go I'll go do something else. Like not literally where I like hide behind a bench or anything. But I mean, uh-huh. it's it's just there are certain parts of society that I'm just not comfortable around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've actually gotten better with that over time. So I can see Cameron. I can kind of see sort of where Cameron's going. But it's just so odd because Cameron tries to come off as so butch as far as she's a muscle queen and the working out all the time and everything that she's gone through as far as to change her body. So to do that, unless you're going to an exclusively gay gym in Nashville, which I can't imagine there's that many of, Mm -hmm. you're kind of surrounding yourself with that masculine energy a lot. So that statement seemed kind of contradictory to how Cameron appears to try to live her life. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider like where Cameron opens her mouth and a purse falls out. Mm -hmm. She seems, and that, but that also may be something that she's worked very hard to remove from herself. I have a client that's talked about the fact that when he was in high school and middle school, he was a big Nelly girl. And those are like his words, not mine. Mm -hmm. He is like this huge, like, muscle circuit looking guy with the beard and baseball caps and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you would never know uh, ex- except that occasionally he'll do the whole, Oh girl. And like, I'll, like throw his hands up and then we both kind of laugh about it, but mm-hmm. it's, you wouldn't know that he's done that. And he said, I made it a point to every day. Like I, ha- I had to work at it 24 seven until that just became the new identity for me, but it took him years to get there. So I'm wondering if Cameron has done that in some ways, but there's still residual issues as far as maybe some bullying or people in his family that he's, you know, not comfortable with that kind of thing. I kind of went off on a tangent there, but I th- hopefully it made sense. No, it made sense to me. You know, you know, in your saying that and reading the chat room right now, you know, I have one opinion, but I almost wonder if I live in a bubble. You know, I live in California. I live in uh-huh. Southern California, but just even California in general, where and I live in Los Angeles, one of the most liberal places in the country. So I the straight guys that I've met and that I've dealt with in my life. Because even like even though I grew up in Orange County, which is very conservative, they're fiscally conservative. They're not religious conservative, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're fine with gays, 
and and blacks and whatnot they're they just don't want to pay for welfare you know or, <laughs> yeah and, and, they, and they want poor people to you know they want immigrants gone and they want uh uh, you know, except for except for their housekeepers, who are always wonderful people, but like the Mexicans they see on TV, they want them out of this country, and they want lower taxes, but they don't care about gays. So I've I've never felt, I've never felt that in my life ever. I've never had a negative experience by my gayness uh, ever in my life. So I think okay. it's hard for me to relate because I don't have that fear of straight people. Uh, if I have a fear of straight people, it has nothing to do because I'm gay. Or and see, and I would think definitely in the South. There's mm-hmm. something about that in Florida. I've had issues like in New Jersey. I had issues like that. I grew up. I've been very open about the fact that I was bullied and teased, but I also lived in a part of New Jersey, which is a very blue state. But I lived in a part which is um, very conservative, uh, very blue collar, mm-hmm. very Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. And as such, you know, growing up. It was. It, there were times that it was not fun, I, I, and I've had to work at being more comfortable around straight men. You know, over over the years, you know, back back when I was in, you know, college and stuff. I mean, you start living in the dorms. I lived in an all guys dorm, and it was very much like, okay, I need to at least be able to have conversations with people because if not, then I'm re- then I'm going to have a very lonely year. Yeah. So while I would, you know, I was never the one playing beer pong, mm-hmm. I would go out and sit and watch with all the guys' girlfriends. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I could have conversations and I could joke around a little bit, but that took that took a lot of work on my part. And finding some straight guys that were they they just they didn't care. We just kind of hung out. And they eventually became my roommates and when I came out to them, it was very like, okay, we, we kind of figured that out a while ago. We're glad you finally came around understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's it can be very scary when you have that stigma. So so growing up where you did, it is it it is a very different world that you and I grew up in. Yeah, and I guess I have to, I have to relate to that because it, it uh, you know Jay Tom, I I don't know if I necessarily I think the the last night on uh, the live stream on the form to court, Jay Thomas Plank was making the point that. It bordered on heterophobia. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but no, I it, wouldn't. I wouldn't agree with that because he he's recognizing his discomfort with it, mm-hmm. and it's not like where he said, "I I can't work with this guy because of this," or "I won't work with this guy." He's saying, "Look, I'm I'm a little uncomfortable." Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've had people that I've worked with of, that are different than me in various ways that I thought, okay. This is something that I'm not necessarily I don't understand, but I have a willingness to understand. Mm-hmm. So let's let's work through it. And I feel like that has helped me to become a, a better a better person, but uh, but more importantly, a better therapist. Um, OK, so let's move on. So we, we've covered your thoughts on the challenge, on the people in the challenge, on the way the challenge broke down. Now, I know you've been chomping at the bit to talk about this table visits, RuPaul. She was on some happy pills. What were she was on something, but halfway through them, I I turned to Babalu and said, "Has she been drinking? I know she's in recovery, (laughs) but it was it. She just seemed like there was. I remember there was one episode I think last season where she was doing all sorts of weird dances and like doing pelvic thrusts before a mini challenge. Oh yeah, that was a weird moment. Yeah, that was a weird moment. Well, this was like that for fifteen minutes." And it was very 
uncomfortable to watch. Oh, really? Just- I really, really liked it. I thought, oh my God, you know, and this is going to come back to a question I'm going to ask up to you early, later, is I feel that there ever since the Vixen has left, don't get into the Vixen. I don't want to fall down that rabbit hole yet. But ever <laughs> since the Vixen has left, I feel that um, there a cloud has been lifted, and I think we're seeing the aftermath of that cloud because RuPaul was very present in the table visits last week, and then I feel this week RuPaul is just it just sort of feels there's been a, a negativity cloud lifted from the show, and and we're just seeing RuPaul rejoicing. I I really like this version of RuPaul. I'm not gonna lie. I she struck me as to quote you very extra. And I didn't know if that was because there were – one thing I will always say about RuPaul, anytime they do these makeover challenges or they have guests on or anything, she always is somebody who strikes me as a very gracious host mm-hmm. and appreciates that that the six you know online celebrities were willing to come on the show and, and wanted, to, wanted them to be comfortable and, and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed like she was trying a little too hard at points. And it it was it was not my it, it was not my favorite cup of tea. Okay, fair enough. Now uh, we go to um, now you know we have the the elimination day, and we finally see you know we learn that Tyler Oakley has body issues. We also learn that um, did they talk about anything else? We have the body issues, and then we also see that Miss Cracker is just so happy with um her 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 creation miss cookie what were your thoughts i would have loved to have been in a bar for that moment because babalu and i both gasped mm-hmm. when she came around because we're not quite gay enough we go <gasps> you know with our hands up over our faces watching drag race but that that was an amazing she earned that win just on the look alone she 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 was beautiful all right and then right even from there it became Time for the looks. Put the face in your walk. Head to toe. Let your whole body talk. Act one. Taylor? Yes. Oh, am I doing the looks? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, I wasn't prepared for that. Um, Okay, so we had six looks. The first ones that came out were Asia and uh, America O'Hara. I'm never going to remember all their names. But they came out in a uh, matching jackets that were sort of tattered pieces of fabric with large shoulder pads. I thought I thought they both looked they, they both definitely looked like family. I loved Asia's makeup. Asia's so, so pretty when she does her makeup right, and I thought that she did an amazing job. So I, I would give them both a toot. Okay. Um, the next up, who's next up? Uh, okay, so was that Eureka? It doesn't have to be in order. It doesn't have to be order. Okay, I'm trying to remember them in order because yeah. that way I don't forget anybody. But You know what? I'll see if I can. While you talk about Eureka, I'll see if, I can, if they have. You know what? Aiden Deem, Roving Cover Porter Aiden Deem is in the chat room. Aiden, can you please, uh, in the in the chat room, put the link to the. It, it might be on um, RPDR tier or a place where the looks are, please. Thank you. Okay. 
Um, Eureka and Eufrika had matching outfits that were, uh, as Eureka talked about multiple times on Untucked, very 90s pageant inspired. I think that, especially between this and last week's look with the big hair and the flowy dress Mm -hmm. that she wanted to wear, even though she was referred to as Paula Deen as a witch, which did make me laugh. I feel like Eureka's spirit animal is Suzanne Sugarbaker because everything that she wears seems to be very Delta Burke inspired. And I mean that in the best possible terms. Mm -hmm. So it felt very much a designing women, you know, ball scene Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So, but, you know, I know they all kind of talked about how they didn't like the look and all that kind of stuff. I thought they both looked great. I would give them both a toot as well. Okay, I sent you a link in the Google Hangouts there. And uh, you should have that link. I beat Aiden Dean in getting you the link. Uh, while you look at those looks, uh, Azilla says her response to and Eureka on why she picked the people was weird, though. Luke Stamis says, to be honest, I think the show would be better if Bianca took over as host. Ruth can go spend the rest of her golden years on her ranch with her husband, George. Um, Luke is glad that Cracker got a win. So is J. Thomas Plank. Uh, Haley's mom wrote, get it, Sugar Baker. And then Aiden Deem sent me a link, and then he said, scroll to the end. Uh, Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, you know what? Aiden's link is better. You should follow that one. Okay. Um, Oh, he has the look. They have a picture of Aquaria doing the trade look. Oh, that unbuttoned top jean button on Aquaria. Oh. I didn't get that hole oh. with the weird red eyes and the pencil mustache. Uh, I don't fucking care. I would fucking murder you, Taylor. For, well, good. Um, for, for that, for her just to do that. Oh, my God. I was living for it. All right. Well, let's talk about Aquaria real fast. She and Kingsley, mm-hmm. or Capricorn, um, had Capricorn. a queen and princess look that they were that was supposed to be the inspiration mm-hmm. uh, I thought this was a horrible look on on both of them the the jacket that Aquaria had or the the robe or whatever just didn't seem to flatter her mm-hmm. um, and the, the the wig was too black mm-hmm. it was too it was too dark so it kind of washed out like you couldn't see any detail to it um, and Kingsley was Kingsley looked like somebody and I can't figure out. She looked like somebody famous, and I can't remember who uh, Caprica looked like in drag. I almost want to say Natalie Cole, but I don't think that's right. Um, so, but I give this I give this look a boot. It was just not a good look at all. Okay. So uh, next we had Cameron Michaels and Kelly Michaels, and they did a sort of ode to the last days of disco Mm -hmm. um, in sort of matching pantsuits. Well, they weren't matching because one was in gold and one was in teal, and they had different colored wigs and different colored uh, earrings, and it was just boring, boring, boring to me. I did not like like either one of these looks, so I would give this look a boot as well. All right, who's next? Next up is Ms. Cracker and Ms. Cookie. Mm-hmm. Definitely Ms. Cookie wins for the night. Um, they were matching kind of pink and with butterflies. And Ms. Cracker was wearing a very violet tchotchke Hello Kitty uh, challenge inspired headdress around the front of her head. Mm-hmm. I thought they both looked great. I thought they played the part. This was definitely a well-deserved win for Ms. Cracker. And I give this look a toot. 
All right. And finally, we have Monet and Shortchange. Uh, they all talked about how pretty Monet looked, especially with the long hair. I did not like this wig at all. She looked I thought the, like um, Whoopi Goldberg at the beginning of Sister Act. Yes, yes, that is very, that is very, very true. And Tyler or Shortchange looks like somebody in the office. Looks looks like the the, the analogy they used of this is the girl down in finance that you take out for a night out for drinks. I'm not even joking. I know someone who looks like that. You, now that you say that, I'm, I'm gonna, while you keep talking, I'm going to put a picture of her and send it to you. Okay. But just not just not my not my favorite. Well, I was super sad to see Monet go home, mm-hmm. but I kind of get, you know, when they were saying all, making all the jokes and she was laughing, mm-hmm. I was thinking, you probably shouldn't be laughing at this girl because the, they're not saying things that are going to keep you here. No, they're not. So. Yeah, so that's the looks. That's the looks for this week. And that's the looks. Hold on, I have to get back. All right, so then what we have is we have, uh, you know, in the bottom three, we have Aquaria. Well, first of all, we, we get that um, that Cracker wins, okay, which you totally yeah. agree with, correct? Cracker wins, and then, um, hold on. Wait, how do you, oh, here we go. I'm sending you the link to, to that person that I know. Okay. I almost sent it in the chat room. <laughs> okay, that would have been awesome. Go. Anyway, uh, so then Cracker wins the challenge, but in the bottom three, we have Aquaria, uh, Cameron Michaels, and Monet Exchange. Uh, RuPaul names Monet Exchange and Cameron Michaels as the, as the bottom two, and they're forced to do a lip sync battle for their lives. The song... I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Good as hell by Lizzo. Uh, Taylor, your thoughts on this uh, lip sync? I think the wrong person went home for the lip sync. <gasps> Interesting. Go expound on that, please. I think that from a lip sync standpoint, okay, let me all right, let me rephrase that in some ways. No, I, I, I stand by that. Cameron seemed to know the words really well, which I appreciate. But she was kind of doing that Thorgy Thor thing of where I'm going to like do random handstands for no reason and 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 do kind of flips that didn't really necessarily go with the song, I thought. Yeah. The problem with letting Cameron stay and letting Monet go, Monet gives great television. Monet gives great confessionals. Monet is somebody interesting that you want to watch in the the workroom. Mm-hmm. Cameron, we we've established the fact that she is very shy, mm-hmm. that she is very reserved. That's her storyline. There's not that much further for her to go as far as you know, where she's going to come out of her shell. But did you so, see bulge on her and her on the on the, on the during the lip sync? During the trade challenge? No, I wasn't paying attention to that. Oh. I was paying I'm not I a bulge a guy. I'm a chest guy, so I was too busy focused on the chest. Hornacea is my name for her bulge. Hornacea. No, Hornacea. Hornacea? Maybe Horny. Um, horny. <laughs> I'm so confused and uncomfortable. Um, But I... I Do you think I'm going to fuck I, Evan while he's out here? What? What did you just say?
I asked you if you thought I was going to fuck Evan while he's out here. No, I don't think you're going to fuck Evan while he's out there. Oh. Does, more importantly, does Evan think you're going to fuck Evan while he's out oh, there? No, I'm sure Evan has a chastity belt. Uh, All right, go ahead. Sorry. Do you think you're going to fuck Evan while he's no, out there? No, I just, it was again, the same reason why I asked you about Babalu uh, fucking your wound. I love hearing you get shocked. And so it makes me laugh. <laughs> You're a mess. Um, I was a little worried when she walked off stage, and I get that she was coming to do the big slide down the down the runway. But mm-hmm. it, it when she did that and Rue looked concerned, mm-hmm. I kind of did a oh, that's not good, mm-hmm. and it felt sort of like I think that Alexis Michelle did something similar. Yeah, including breaking the light bulb at the end of the at the end of the stage. Did, did, so. did Alexis Michelle break a light bulb? I th- somebody broke a light. Oh no, that was uh, Robbie Turner broke when she did the uh, when she did the the roller skate challenge. And I don't know if that Monet really broke the light bulb. They put a sound effect, but I never saw any broken light bulb. Oh well, I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so so the wrong person went home. You would have sent home. As far as I'm concerned, the wrong person went home. All right. Yeah. Well, why don't we call it a day there on Rulaska Thoughts? We'll we'll do another one. We have a lot of time with you. We'll do a we'll do a full season recap. Uh, but really quickly before we go, do you have any thoughts on the vixen and her departure and all that? Uh, I think you said it best when you said a cloud was lifted over the show, over the workroom. I I, I think that the vixen. I could I could talk. If I had time to actually compile thoughts, I could do a whole episode on myself on the Vixen. I'm not saying I am, so don't ask. Um, But I think that the Vixen brought up some very great points about how queens of color, how we in general treat people of color. I think her way of handling it, whether she was trying to just make sure that she was heard or whatever it is, it got lost in the translation. And I think that you saw that a lot in the responses of, of some people that I got to where I didn't, I didn't want to watch her. Even though she was bringing up these great points, I was thrilled when she got voted off the show. And that's sad. That's sad because I think that she, I, I, I think that she could be a spokesperson bigger than just in the Chicago community. And she's sort of, lessened herself as far as you know i can't imagine clubs all over the country wanting to hire her after the way that she acted on the show mm-hmm. i mean i could be you know, i'm not a club promoter i don't own a, i don't own a bar i could be wrong but i think that her her career as far as outside of the chicago scene is going to be very short-lived and that sucks that sucks for her but i feel like in many in, in some ways she made her own bed in just the way that she acted mm-hmm. her behavior on the show. And I also recognize I'm saying that as a white man in his forties, you know, with, with a moderately well-paying job. I, I don't know what her life is like. I don't know what got her to that place, but I, uh, I, she, she did not, she was not somebody I, she's not somebody I wanted to root for. That's probably the best way to sum it up. All right. We'll leave it on that note. Well, Taylor, a lot of people I can tell you, along with everyone else who's listening, we are so glad 
to have you back on the mend. You sound healthier than ever. You have, you sound healthier than when you before you went out to go to the hospital. So Maybe, who knows? Yeah, no coughing. I only coughed once. It's funny because we just taped Pot as my co-pilot two nights ago. What's that? And twenty minutes before I started, I started coughing and looked at Bubaloo and said, "It's psychosomatic. That that's got to be what it is at this point." Um, but I managed to get through it. And right before we started, I went to get up and I got in a coughing fit like five minutes before you and I signed in together. And I thought, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. If I if I start coughing through the show, I'll never hear the end of it. All right. So we're going to end this episode. We're going to stick around for maybe I guess I have to go somewhere, but for maybe like a minute or two after we play the sing song out. And then but uh, for everyone listening on Patreon, uh, welcome back, Taylor. Oh, Thank you. wait, wait, that should be. The um, the 70s TV theme song, don't you think? Welcome back to oh, welcome back. Yes. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around, but those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Welcome back.